Blog Talk Radio. It is Friday, and you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am LeVar, and as usual, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just trying to decorate this darn tree. Ah. Well, see, I thought you were going to do that, like, right after Thanksgiving. That's what everybody else usually uh Oh, no, no, no. I always wait until December. Oh. I, I, I make it a point. Thanksgiving has some time. So you're not like those people that... You're not like those people that wait until, like, Christmas. I never understood the whole thing of waiting until Christmas Eve to trim the tree. People still do that? Yeah, there's people that do that. They'll wait until Christmas Eve to trim the tree. And to me, you don't get a chance to enjoy it long because then you got to take it right back down. I mean, it defeats the purpose. I was like, to have the tree up before then. I don't know. Is there a perfect timing in between the time you put up the tree and you take down the tree? I, I, I'm not sure. I know that um, I'm just so used to the timing that got set by um, my family when I was still young, and that was the tree got set up the weekend right before or right before Christmas break, and that was two weeks, and then it got taken down right before we went back to school, and that was because my parents didn't have time to do it while we were still going to school with all the activities and everything. So right before Christmas break gave us actual time to do it. And then it had to come down right before school started again because that was the only time that the garbage picked up the trees. Oh, yes, back in the days when people still put up real trees. Exactly. So, and I got to have real trees throughout my childhood. So that's that's why I'm still kind of used to that schedule, which is probably why I'm struggling with the tree right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wherever all of you are at, hopefully you're getting your uh, trees and your Christmas shopping done. And, of course, um, you. Well, uh, before I even go on, let me not forget that today actually is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and we do remember all of those that lost their lives here on December 7, 1941. So, uh, of course, that is going on in the news. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, and even then, before I delve deeper into today's show, don't forget, you can always catch us on the wonderful world of Twitter, which I've been busy on, quite frankly, as of late. I've been having a lot to say over there, so if you've been over there, you've actually seen some of my tweets. And that's over at News Comment BTR. Uh, also, our official webpage, which is at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And don't forget that we're also on iTunes. You can download all of our shows for the wonderful price of free. So, it's my best friend. price of the season. Yeah, can't beat it. Can't beat it. <laughs> That's the Black Friday price right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Our price throughout <laughs> the year. Crazy for the hour run out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. It's the Black Friday price throughout the year. <laughs> Oh, 
I wish we could charge, but no, it, it's free. But I found this article this week, uh, courtesy of NBC uh, Online, and I, I was quite interested because it, it brought up a few things within this story. And holding hands leads to controversy. A principal is under fire in Arizona after his method of punishment by humiliation has left many upset. Now, two students, who will go by the name of Julio and Charles in the story of Westwood High School in Mesa, Arizona, were bought to Principal Tim Richards after a fist fight and presented with two choices. They could either be suspended, or they can hold hands for an hour in front of fellow students. Now, the high school duo conferred and decided to hold hands. Now, the students laughed at them and uploaded pictures to social media sites while they sat in chairs outside with their faces covered. Now, Richards has been criticized by the Mesa School District, which released a statement criticizing his actions. It said, quote, that the district does not condone a choice of in-school discipline given to these students, regardless of their acceptance or willingness to participate. District leadership will address this matter with the school principal and review district protocol regarding student discipline with all administrators. Now, a lot of people took to Twitter to criticize him, saying he was encouraging bullying and homophobia by insinuating that being gay and holding hands is an embarrassment. And some of the Twitter things, and I'll just kind of grab a couple of uh, Twitter uh, comments here. One said that, quote, this is the dumbest, most ineffective, most homophobic punishment I've ever heard of. And then one said, we're all for alternatives to suspension, but this, boys made to publicly hold hands as punishment. And it kind of goes so on and so forth. And a Facebook page was created calling for him to be suspended. But the criticism has also brought out supporters. And before the incident came to light, he was praised at a November 27th governing board meeting by Mesa School Superintendent Michael Cowan for starting several innovative programs to motivate students to be on time for class and work harder to get their grades. And I there's a lot of other things to this story and a lot of other people who – have things to say on this, and I guess apparently the parents kind of also agreed to trust that he would be able to punish these students and do whatever they need to do, but I think I was a little bit more troubled by something here. Hmm. That the fact that this punishment is assumptive by people of saying that it brings about homophobic type of nature. Now, you got a chance to read the story, look into it, what did you think? Well, um, I kind of agree with both sides. I hate this. I hate that I agree with both sides because I, I can see both sides of the story pretty well and pretty clearly, and they both have very valid points. Um, the I don't agree with the homophobic part. I do agree with the bullying part because they were being set out to be embarrassed. I, I don't know how that makes anybody homophobic. Mm-hmm. If anything, when I was in school, it had nothing to do with two guys holding hands, oh, my God, they're gay. And and kids these days, if two guys are holding hands, again, it's still not, oh, my God, they're gay. Um, Most of the kids are just, ha, ha, there's two guys holding hands, look at that, they were fist fighting, now they're buddy, buddy, That kind of, quote, unquote, bullying, um, the embarrassment part. I didn't understand how that was too, how that was um, a punishment I mean, it kind of fit, but it didn't really fit. Like, I would make them have to wear, like, I'm best friends with so-and-so t 
T-shirts or something. You know, I, I this something. I understand the point of it. It's embarrassing them to the point of saying, if I'm going to get into a fist fight, I'm going to get embarrassed in front of these people. But they obviously didn't think that punishment was harsh enough. Like it didn't equal an out of school suspension. Do you see where I'm going with that? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't harsh enough. I'm with you. I was on the fence about this. I think where I had a problem with this is that people automatically had an assumptive opinion that because they held hands, it means that they're gay. And there are many other cultures around the world in which men hold hands, men kiss, you know, and it's not seen as that. And automatically off the bat, People are like, oh, you made them hold hands, and now everybody's going to think they're gay. No. <laughs> and Not I think, necessarily. No, and I think everybody jumps the gun when they look at the punishment as that. And you got to remember it from a few ways. These young men had a decision. They didn't have to hold hands. They could have just been suspended. I mean, you know, normally if they're like, okay, you got to hold hands, they're suspended. I'd be like, oh, heck no, I'll just be suspended. They could have went that way. And they decided. Don't touch me, you. Yeah, and they decided that they were going to hold hands. That was their decision. Nobody made them do it. You know, you know, it, it, it was, you know, it was given to them as an option, and they decided to do it. Now, at that point, you know, it, it's you took the punishment, and now do the crime. And it was almost as if I remember a while back. I think there was a sheriff, I think, in Arizona that made uh, the inmates wear these pink shirts uh, when yes. they went out to do work. Sheriff and Joe. I was like, you know, when you do something, there is a punishment that has to fit the crime. And at that point, you chose to do the punishment. Now you have to do the crime. And then people were worried, well, making them wear pink shirts is going to, no. You know, if you didn't want to wear the pink shirt, you shouldn't have done the crime in the first place. Just as in the case of these two men, you did the crime. You had a decision to make as per your punishment. You decided for that. Because I know if I did not want to be held in that esteem, I would have just said suspend me. They're old enough as to where high schoolers at that point, you're old enough to make your decision. And that was their decision. And I think they knew, you know, that they were going to be ridiculed. They knew that that was going to happen, but they chose to do it and, I don't really, I guess, feel bad. At it. I'm like you. I'm on the fence. I don't feel bad about it, but yet there probably could have been a better way to handle that punishment. Exactly. Uh, I don't think it was. It was. It was not harsh enough. Yeah. For a fist fight. Yeah. Like so. I don't. I don't know what could have fit that would have made them go. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't fight. Um, but holding hands, they obviously didn't think that was. As bad as yeah. the suspension, and that's yeah. why they did it. Because that's usually what kids go for. They go for the easy route. Yep. They take the easy way. The path of least resistance. Children are amazing at that. Don't <laughs> sometimes not so much. Children absolutely. So they obviously thought that was the path of least resistance and the least trouble by the parents. But I don't know. I, I don't know what could have been a, a better fit. I, I, I don't either, and it's uh, an interesting thing where, yeah, you can read that story online, but uh, quite interesting, um, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I'm 
Speaking of interesting, I am trying to decide here, because normally I, I like to decide our stories as we kind of go along, and I don't know in which order. Mary usually doesn't know in which order these stories go. I'm going to leave the uh, Christmas story for a minute here, and I'm going to go to another story. <laughs> uh, it would not be a week in which we did not talk about something that had to do relationship-wise or anything, but I was quite uh I think in all of the relationship stories we've done this year, one has not been as interesting as the one that I'm about to talk about. And if you are listening with kids, I do put the mature label on this now and tell you that if you have kids around, just uh, shoot them away for a little bit. <laughs> all right, now they're away. But uh, <laughs> saw an interesting article out the other day, and this actually had to do with, um, it, you know, <laughs> this was a Women's Day article, Women's Day. And it was one of the best ways to liven up your sex life. And they were talking about switching things up. And I think and somewhere, you know, before, I think when I read this, it was, uh, I know we've talked about this somewhere in the past, but anyway it goes, someone actually has now come out with an article on the best sex positions for every room in the house. Although a couple of them are not technically rooms. Which ones don't count as rooms? I don't count the stairs as a room. <laughs> and I don't but, count an entryway as a room either. That's between rooms, hence entryway. Now, entryway I'll give you. Stairs, would we not count that as that being, uh, I mean, because the stairs could be in the hallway, which could technically count as a room. Or and stairs. if your stairs are not in the hallway, they come right off the foyer, and you have like a grand staircase that's open and everything to everybody else. Well, we'll would you still the count them as stairs, or would that be the foyer? Uh, they have the it. Foyer. Techni- they have it specifically the stairs. <laughs> I know that re- that gets technical, but it's a Just very interesting. Yeah, and it's a very interesting thing where it talked about, especially. I'll give an example: the bathroom. <laughs> And this lady gets very technical on this. And mm-hmm. she, talks, and she says, you know, in the shower. <laughs> I'm not even sure how far I can go with this story. But in the she straddled <laughs> across the sink. No, no, she didn't have that, did she? Yeah. That's well, one she in, missed. <laughs> and then it says, in the kitchen. And it says here, men go nuts for you in the kitchen because they unconsciously associate it with being fed and nurtured. <laughs> I don't know um, about that. I think it has something to do with the naughty nursemaid thing. Probably. Uh-huh. Now, what, now, and you can answer this. It talks about the cold countertop having a thrilling sensation. Is it really Heck that yeah. thrilling? <laughs> Heck yeah. I didn't even wait. Sorry. What were you asking? <laughs> what you like to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's it's a different it's a different temp- uh, different temperatures do cause different. I mean, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be as trying to be as PC as possible here. Different temperatures cause different reactions on your skin. So because it's a different kind of sensation than what you are currently doing, it does add it, it heightens that. It's like ice cubes, okay? <laughs> People like ice cubes. I don't. They're a little too cold for me, but. Cold countertop? Absolutely. That that's just cold enough. Isn't the so the cold countertop is just cold enough, but not ice cubes then? No, but they're not ice cubes. 
So when you see that in movies, like when men do the like ice cube thing, mm-hmm. not a turn on. Mm, it probably is a turn on, depending on the movie. Sometimes it isn't. It's like that. It's but like that sometimes dip- it is. It is a turn on. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a turn on. It's it totally is a turn on. It's one of those things where it's something different. It's something that involves. I, I'm very big into touch and sensation and feeling, and all of those things are very. And that's not turn off erotic for me. I mean, there's no other word for it. Um, however, I also know my limit. My limit is cold countertop. <laughs> I, I can't handle ice cubes. <laughs> it's too much. So it's it's like that wide range between cold ice cube and then the limit is probably like hot wax. Is that what we're saying? Right. right. <laughs> okay. And I'm not doing hot wax either. And then it has um, how to makes love in the dining room. It says, who needs a bed when you have a table? I don't think I would want to know if somebody made love on their table, because if I'm coming over to your house to eat there, I don't want to know if something's dragged on that table before I actually <laughs> ate there. Well, I would hope it'd be cleaned before you came over. But I really hope me, so. Then. And then the living room, of course the couch. You know, I, I, when, I, when I read all this stuff, I, I thought about it, and it's so funny. It, it reminds you of, like, um, an adult movie because it, it, adult, stars, adult stars used to always joke that it's rare when you see an adult movie where something happens on a bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most times it either happens, like, on a couch, in the car, uh, on the floor, <laughs> or on a... Mm-hmm. Anywhere else besides a bed. And that's the funny thing. And then they talk about the laundry room. Of course, on top of the washing machine when it's in its spin cycles. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, unless your washing machine... With all the new efficient washing machines, there's hardly any shake in the spin cycle anymore. And plus unless you've got one of them old-fashioned versions. Plus, those new washing machines and dryers are kind of tall. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't really do anything. If you have like to it on a pedestal on top of that... My yeah. God, yeah. So no, but it's still. I mean, it's a it's a room. So you're welcome and to, it has, to partake. And it has the home office, the entryway, which we talked about, um, the stairs, the back porch, which is a joke in itself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of different places. Yes, a lot of different places. Um, so. <laughs> and if you don't get the joke. Call one of us. Tweet. Put it on Facebook. I will private message something. We'll tell you the joke. Some people are very innocent. I don't understand it. Lord have mercy on your soul if you don't know what we're talking about. Yes, because you are having boring sex. (laughs) But an interesting article nonetheless. Uh, You know what? I might post that over on uh, Twitter. I laughed. It was a lot of fun. I laughed. It was a good smile. So Most I'll, of it I already knew or experienced. I'll post that I don't have a back porch, Twitter. so. <laughs> yes, you <will>. Never mind. I will post that on Twitter this afternoon for all of you to read and be a judge of yourself. So, um, but now that brings us to the story that I was going to talk about a few minutes ago, and that is about Christmas, because we mentioned Christmas at the top of the show. And... I had a question outside of an article that I actually sent to Mary earlier in the week, and it was an article that was on uh, Yahoo. But 
uh, author uh, was talking about what not to buy um, your loved one for Christmas, and it's particularly uh, for women. And of course, it was things. Of course, the gifts that said that you know to imply that they were fat, uh, or things that kind of I guess hint at something, or gifts that you just know that they aren't going to use. And then she talked about other examples in there where uh, one was someone got them a gift of thank you notes, another one who was Jewish and got a ham. You know, and there was a lot <laughs> of things that. to that nature. But it brought to mind a question, and I raised this with a friend this week. Uh, taking that question outside the box, what are gifts that men should not get women, and what are gifts that women should not get men? Okay. I came up with... Sorry, my dog's deciding to get in on the act. Um <laughs> Unless these are the, I have to put this caveat on there because some people actually ask for this stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. unless it's specifically asked for, you should probably not get women a gym membership. No. <laughs> Weights. No. Um, video games. <laughs> Most of us don't do video games. Um, what else? Home appliances, i.e. vacuums and toasters. <laughs> there was another one. That, and it just slipped out of my mind. So I went, oh, tools. I don't need a three-speed torque grill. No, not grill. Not grill. I'm talking about um, drill that has, like, detachable winged things. I don't know what it's that. Tools. The tools. <laughs> I don't well, know how to use a jigsaw. Don't you, get me one. Unless it's asked for specifically. Like, I know I will ask for video games. I love playing video games. I will ask for them. So if you get me a video game, I will be happy. If I ask for, I asked my daughter this year, I'm like, I want potholders. You are so <laughs> thoughtful about your gifts. And I understand that. I want the traditional child gift that they give their mom. I want the potholder. Where is the pot? I want, I want that. I want a new purse. I want something that, that is super cheap or fluffy slippers. This is what I want. Unless specifically asked for, don't do them. The big, the big. Um, my only warning for men is if you are going to get jewelry, which is the old standby for most men, Here we go. don't put it in the little box unless it is the ring. If you're getting them earrings, somehow make it go into a necklace or a bracelet box or something like that. Because if they open it up for a girlfriend, not for a wife, for a girlfriend. If they are opening it up for a girlfriend and they're opening it up and they're thinking, oh, it's the small box, they may go. And most of us are, are, I'm sorry, people, we're all guilty about it. At least the women are. The first thought in our mind is that size box. Oh, my God. He's going to ask. Some of us will breathe a sigh of relief when we see his earrings. Some of us will be disappointed. But <laughs> unless you know your girlfriend or your significant other, put it in a bigger box. Unless it is the ring. But earrings come in small boxes, so you're telling us yes, that you should just take those out of that box, go buy a bigger box, and avoid... Mm, leave it in the small box, put it in a bigger box, so that they have to go through a bunch of stuff. 
But aren't you going to well, have to get down to that on smaller box? <laughs> put the earring box in with the sweater. That way it's not the box. But sometimes you might hide the box with a sweater. Well, yes, I understand that. But then again, that's you and your girlfriend. I'm saying <sighs> just a, a caution, warning, tag. She looks mm-hmm. disappointed when she sees his earrings because she saw the size of the box and thought, ooh, he's going to ask me. You ladies are so confusing. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but that's you know why you love us. You, keep it you, pretty, you pretty much have hit the nail on the head, though, with gifts not to get women, because I've asked a few different women this week that same question, and I know all of them pretty much out of the first thing out of their mouths, they said, you know, appliances or, you know, kitchen gadgets or anything like that. Unless they ask for it specifically or they are a baker, do not bring that stuff to the door. So, guys, please think about it before you go out Christmas shopping. Don't get that stuff. And, ladies, I'm going to help you. Guys are pretty easy to shop for. Uh, we'll take clothes because at that point, if you're dressing us, then we know that we won't go wrong. Um, but here are the things that you probably do not want to get your guy. If you do not know what sports team he cheers for, do not guess. <laughs> so don't get the wrong sports team. Do not buy opera tickets with the hope of you both spending some quality time together and him going too, and it's a gift for him. No, it's a gift for you. And pretty much at that point, if you get anything else, a guy is going to be pretty happy with it. Tools, we'll take it. Clothes, we'll take it. Because at that point, then we know that if you like it, then we know that other ladies are going to like it. We'll look cool. We'll look good. And then if you get us cologne, if you get us this, if you get us something sports-related beer, you can wrap up a six-pack of beer. We'll probably be happy with it. (laughs) Not extremely happy, but we'll be happy with it. (laughs) <laughs> just make sure it's the right thing. I think guys are a little bit more easier. You just have to make sure it's the right thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're a little bit more simple when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, we, we're, um, we're, we're complicated. We got a couple. Of we won't left. tell you our, our dress size. No, at God, all. no. You know what? I, and you'll I, always end up getting the wrong size. <laughs> that, see, why won't you? Do, here's the thing. I, I've asked. <laughs> she knows who she is And I've asked her You know I told her I was like You know what If I see a dress out there for you Because I know what she likes And I was like If I see a dress out there for you If I see a pair of shoes I was like What's your size I'll get it Or what's a shirt I said A shirt I was like What's your size It was like It was a top government secret you Didn't want to tell me What it was <laughs> That's amazing and it, it was like it was like she had the you know how the president has like the uh, nuclear secrets in the briefcase. It pretty much was like if you could put her size in that briefcase, it pretty much would have been in that briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I think she gave me like a loose hint. She was like, "Well, if it's a T-shirt, you could get me in that in that." And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, it really wasn't specific enough, but yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> it, se- it seems like it's the same kind. Well, here's the thing, though, and I will say this in defense of most women that keep their sizes a secret. It's not because we're trying to be secretive. It's because we don't know. <laughs> Depending on who makes it, which store you get it from, what it is, if there's stretch to it, you know, it could be. I I bought two pairs of pants from the same store, the same week, the same manufacturer, the same stupid little label on it. 
two different sizes. Okay. I didn't change sizes in a week. They both fit. Two different sizes. <laughs> so it's it's that weird. We don't know because it, until we put it on, we're not going to know how it fits. That's why if it's a T-shirt, you know, we have a little bit more leeway. We If we like our T-shirts, really, like I like my T-shirts super loose. I don't want them skin tight. So I'll say in a T-shirt, I wear an extra large. I probably don't. I probably wear like a medium large somewhere in there, depending on who makes it, what kind of T-shirt it is. But, you know, I'll say an extra large because I like to have, when I wear my T-shirts, I want them to be big and flowy and something that I can stretch over my knees when I'm sitting on the couch. That's just me, though. Something for you fellas to to remember. Uh, Really quick, we got about 90 seconds, and I wanted to, over the last few weeks, last week we started uh, um, kind of uh, revealing to you our end-of-the-year show uh, nominations and awards. This week, uh, Person to Watch in 2013 is going to be one of our other ones. Uh, it's a popular one. It's a nice looking through a crystal ball at what to uh, we think that that person, and it can be either politician, singer, act, it could be anybody. Person to Watch in 2013, somebody who we think is going to make an impact. So that will be one of our nominations uh, in the coming weeks here at our end of the year show coming up on December 28th. And with that, and that we've got me. about... Yeah, we've got about 40 seconds. Any shout-outs this week? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, happy holidays to all the servicemen and women that are out there. You know, thank you for that. And, of course, those people who lost anyone at Pearl Harbor or had to go out to war because of Pearl Harbor, thank you for that, too. But other than that, no. Indeed. And uh, one thing I can't wait for tomorrow on Saturday, Army versus Navy. I think it is the best sports experience of all time, so definitely have a it's chance so to watch. It's so fun to watch. I don't care who you're a fan of. Yeah. Army, Navy, watch it. Go, both of oh. you. <laughs> Go. Yep. <laughs> but I'm with a that. I'm person myself, but. <laughs> yeah. but. With that, the clock on the wall is telling us that our time is up. 30 minutes goes by way too quick, my friend. The whole year went by too quick. What are you talking about? Yeah, it goes by way too quick. But with that, like I said, keep up to date with us over on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Peace.